If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, fellow gamers. Thank you for listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. On Thursdays like today, we break down recent gaming news over the last week. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's Josh. I'm really dumb sometimes because at first I was like, is he Max Hedrum or right? Like the, and then I was like, wait a minute, Paul's uh he's a AI going on the Fritz. And then I was like, oh, it's Jedi survivor. He's starting. (laughs) All right. Oh man. Josh, let's start by talking about Star Wars. (laughs) We do. All right. Biggest story of the week. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is here. The wait was not terribly long. Fallen Order is only a couple years old. We now have it. There's no easy way to say it. The launch is pretty much a disaster. There are some people who can play it all right, but we are seeing game-breaking bugs. There are people who have to completely restart the game from scratch. There's some horrific stuttering issues for people. Even... People with top-end PCs with 4090 GPUs are getting 37 frames per second on max settings. Uh, Digital Foundry even came out. They've crowned this game the worst PC port of 2023 Ouch. so far. And that's competing with, like, Callisto Protocol oh, and some that other stuff. Not- <laughs> Dude, I uh, what on earth happened here with Jedi Survivor? I EA happened. That's that's what happened. <laughs> honestly, um, I'm gonna blame it on them because I like Respawn and I think Respawn's a good developer, but EA is uh, is terrible. Um, so here's here's the gist of this, right? Jedi Survivor. I'm a huge fan of Fallen Order. I've been hyped for this game. This game came out. I you know I, I've been very excited about it. Um, I know a lot of other people that have been as well. Um, we are deep diving Jedi Survivor, so we'll have that in a few weeks for you so you can know what the game itself is actually like. But we play on PC, and yep. the PC, I'm going to call it a port because, again, <laughs> I, you know, it's like I don't think they developed this specifically for PC. More like Porta Potty. Oh my God. <laughs> bad man it's just bad so this game is insanely unoptimized there i don't want to get too technical but like it was using like 18 gigabytes of vram your your top end 3080s and 4080s and 4090s like have like 15 gigabytes of ram on them um and 
you know, this was using every bit of that plus some VRAM is like virtual RAM and stuff like that as well. And it should not be doing this. It's not using hardware components like it should. It's maxing out. It's saying, hey, I can't even produce 1440p resolution with a solid 60 frames a second with the best graphics card that exists. Like yeah. literally the, the the top of our technology cannot play this game <laughs> better than 60 frames a second. And I just went, dude, not again, man. Come on. Like I, every time we get excited for one of these games, because the game itself looks like a lot of fun, it just comes out and it's broken. We famously ditched deep diving Callisto protocol because it was so stuttery that we just said no. And I still have not picked up Callisto Protocol. I will not pick up Callisto Protocol. We saw this with Battlefield 2042, where it's just an insane buggy mess. And here we are a year and a half later, and now they're trying to get people back into Battlefield 2042 going, guys, we fixed it. And it's like, no, dude, no, I'm uh, I, like, I'm done with this stuff. Now, all that said, I am one of the lucky few people that is not experiencing a lot of the performance issues. Um, and I hate to be that guy because there's always that one guy that's like, game's running fine for me. Well, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> me this time. And I'm sorry, everybody. Um, I, I have a 4K monitor. I was like, I'm going to give it a try at 4K. I know it's probably not going to work. And at 4K with ray tracing on in epic settings which is basically as good as it gets i was getting about 38 to 40 frames a second yeah and i went okay let's like this is not terrible i turned off ray tracing and i am a solid 55 to 59 frames per second across the board not bad i i i mean now, I know most people are going to be like, yeah, but you're not even getting 60 frames a second. I'm like, dude, I'm playing a 4K with settings max. Like, I'm okay with that. And I get that I'm the exception to the rule in this case. Um, and, and I know that sucks for other people that are having issues. And that's not to defend the practice by any means. But I'm just more to say, like, I'm lucky in that I've actually been able to play the game fairly well. But I know a lot of people that are struggling right now. This is just unacceptable. They got to quit doing this to us, man. Yeah, so this is like the year of terrible PC ports. And just to correct something I said earlier, I guess Callisto Protocol was December of last year. I think I was getting the release date yeah, close with Dead Space, but yeah, <laughs> close enough. So, all right, a couple of things here. When we're talking about PC ports more broadly, this is not the first game to do this. We've seen disastrous PC ports so many times already just in the first four months of the year. Is this just a matter of crunching numbers and they just say, hey, we know if we release an unfinished product, X number of people are going to refund the game, which loses this much revenue, as opposed to spending the next couple months fixing the game, and that's going to cost us more, so we're just going to release the poor game now. That that has to be what's going on, right? Or do you think it's something else? I think legitimately that if the game has if the game is unreleased then they have full development squad on this. So like literally 300 people that are developing this game are all working on this game. Once the game is released and then they go, Oh, performance sucks. And EA came out and respawn came out and said, Hey, um, we see reports that Jedi survivor is uh, not running optimally for a percentage of people. <laughs> and 98%. we are working diligently to correct that. Our, Sincere apologies, fools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but I do think, and again, I am not a game developer, so if somebody wants to write in and clarify this for us, by all means. But my thinking is that once the game is released, 
that you then only have to have four or five guys trying to patch it and fix performance. And you can take the other 200 people and put them on the next project at that point, because the game is not in active development anymore. Yeah. That's the only way that I can try to make sense of this terrible, terrible trend that we are seeing. It's such a shame because you and I both love Respawn so much. And I feel like this is hurting their reputation. You know, Fallen Order had issues at launch as well on PC. And, and this is even somehow worse. And it, it's just sad to see. Out of curiosity, I did go on Metacritic and take a look at different ratings between users and critics. The critic ratings on this game are, and I, I'm talking about PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. So critic scores are 86, 87, and 78. 78s for PC, which is actually kind of low. But then you look at user scores, it's 4.4 for PS5, 4.6 for Xbox. And I kid you not, I just hit refresh. It dropped from 1.9 to 1.8 on PC. (laughs) So why are we getting this discrepancy? Like, I, I, I will say I watched one video and the reviewer said, I was told this was an older build and it'll be fixed by release. And I think a lot of these reviewers are just assuming I'm going to review this game and I'm going to give every excuse in the world to poor performance and it's probably going to get fixed. Is that why we're getting these discrepancies? I think it, I think that's part of it. I think if you are a critic, um, so to speak, that you are trying to give people an impression of what the game itself is, right? Like we do game reviews and it's kind of like, Hey, I want to let you know if this game is worth your time and money. And, I know that we do kind of assume in a in an environment where this game is running, this is how the game is. This is do I recommend it to you? Do I not recommend it to you? This is the plot, the combat, gameplay, story, visuals, all that stuff. And so I think critics are looking at it like, how is this as a video game? But as gamers, we have to look at it and we have to say, how is this as a video game? Well, it's infuriating. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you what, I had I had one example when I was playing Jedi Survivor where I had alt tabbed out to do something and I went back into the game and apparently that caused either some kind of massive memory leak or something because the game started hitching every like six seconds for me. And I it was infuriating, dude. It was the worst thing ever. Now I rebooted and I started up because I was like, man, I probably jacked up some memory stuff or whatever. And I rebooted and then I was back to my smooth 55 frames a second at that point. But just that little 60 seconds of this issue made me hate this game for a minute. <laughs> like legitimately, yeah. because it's so distracting. Like we play games for escapism. And when your escapism is watching your frames just stutter or hitch or, you know, or just not run properly, you, you, it's like, dude, why? And the crazy thing that gets me is this game will run smoothly in two weeks. It'll take them two, maybe three weeks to really get everything hitched out where it's like, okay, it's playable now, guys. Like, why not just delay the game two weeks and have a good launch, right? The Last of Us on PC, famously, I mean, I don't think anybody in the world thought that they would take that franchise and completely mess it up when they ported it to PC. And that was, when did that launch? I feel like it was about a month ago. And I just saw an article that said, hey, most of the performance issues are resolved by Naughty Dog now. And I'm thinking, dude, it's 30 days later. Like, it took you a month to make this game playable. But here's the kicker, right? And we've said this. 
don't pre-order games. Wait for reviews. Yeah. Wait for them to fix it, right? Because that does hurt the bottom line. Like there's there's a huge incentive to say, hey, we have all these pre-orders and this purchase price and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're gamers. I'm hyped for Jedi Survivor. I've been looking forward to this game for over a year now. You know, and so it's like I want to play the game. Am I going to wait to pre-order this massive title that I've been super excited for? And it's like I know I should. Like that is the right thing to do, but at the same time, there I am day 1 hoping reading all these performance issues and going please don't let it be me, and yet I gave them my money. Now we're a podcast, <laughs> so on the flip side we have to do that, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's like it's it, it's that conundrum of I want to play this game I know I shouldn't pre-order it. I know I can wait to play it. Like God of War, two years after, or, or you know, two years after, at least on PC, is just as fun today as it would have been two years ago. That's a bad example because that was a great port. But it's not like games become less fun if you don't play them on launch, you know. And so it's just it's a tough thing to do because we get excited about these things, we want to play them, and then we get disappointed. And I don't know the answer, right? I know the answer is we'll stop pre-ordering, but I don't know that that's feasible for the majority of people. It might not be. And while we're on the topic of PC ports, we did also get confirmation this week when Sony had their consolidated earnings report for 2022. They confirmed that they are going to continue rolling out catalog titles for PC, although they did not give any specific titles or any specific timeline. We've already had a slew of Sony games coming to PC. Uh, last couple of years, we've had The Last of Us, which you mentioned, uh, God of War, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Uncharted, Returnal, Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, the quality of those ports are kind of all over the place. Some yeah. of those were some of the best ports we've seen. Some of them were actually pretty bad. Are, are you surprised to hear that we're going to keep getting more Sony games on PC? I'm not because I, number one, Sony makes great exclusives and you know, God of War on PC is the best port I've ever seen in my life. And I played it on PlayStation four and it was infinitely better on PC in my opinion. Like, so there was this huge step up for me as somebody that played the original to the PC and just went, man, this is the way it's done. And there's, there's certain games that I want to be able to play. You know, and I think the PC market is monstrous, dude. So, and Sony wants to make money. So, of course, they're going to continue to say, hey. Now, what I don't want to see is the Last of Us type port, right? Where it's <laughs> right. like, this port sucks. I, I would love to see more God of War ports for it. But, I, I mean, it, it just makes sense to me. I it, In today's day and age, I don't really understand the exclusivity thing anymore. Yeah. I hope Sony is just very smart in who they put in charge and I, I know I know Sony doesn't develop all of their own games, but I, I hope that these different publishers and developers just choose the right people to port these games because just because they made the base game doesn't mean that they're the ones in charge of porting it. But let's just make sure that we put it in competent hands with good QA testing. <laughs> that way we get quality products. You mentioned there's a lot of PlayStation games you'd like to play on PC. Are there any exclusives in particular you'd like them to come out with here soon? Well, one past, Ghost of Tsushima needs to be a PC port, dude. There are so yeah. many people that have not played that game, and I cannot think of a game that would port better to PC, especially with the incredible visuals in that game, than Ghost of Tsushima. I would 
it is one of the few games that I have played on PlayStation that I would instantly pick up for PC. And I'm not a person to play through games again, but I would pick that up in a heartbeat. I cannot imagine how beautiful that game would be like on a good computer. So that is one where it's like, please let the world experience this game because that game is phenomenal. Like in so many ways. So that would be the one that it's like instantly jumps to mind. Um, I never played Spider-Man. I know that's available on PC now. Um, but you know, I, at some point I'll get around to playing it, but then Spider-Man two comes to mind because that's an upcoming major title. Um, that is a Sony exclusive. And then the last one for me, because I'm really sad about this is final fantasy 16. That's one where <laughs> yeah. I just, I really wish it was just a simultaneous release to PlayStation and PC at the same time. Um, because that's a game that I really have a ton of interest in actually picking up and playing. Yeah, it really seems like the new model is just going to be a timed exclusive on PS5, and then we're going to eventually get everything on PC is kind of what it seems like. I know for me, I'd love to see Ghost of Tsushima on PC. It's so beautiful on PS4. I can't imagine running it on like a high-scale PC. Bloodborne? I'm surprised we still don't have. I feel like it would perform exceptionally well. We know how much PC players love Elden Ring and the Dark Souls games. I think the one I would like to see the most is reaching back a little bit. I would love to see the OG God of War trilogy, like fully remade, bring it out on PC. I feel like eventually maybe we'll get that. I know porting stuff from PS3 is kind of like famously a mess, which is why we don't have so many PC ports like Red Dead Redemption 1, but I would love to see the original trilogy remade at some point and brought to PC. Those games hold up, man. They really do. The action and the gameplay in the God of War series, like the originals, I I think to this day still holds up. They'd probably have to edit out a few things that maybe aren't current, but... (laughs) Haven't aged well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Well, we would like to ask everyone out there to make sure to hit the follow button on our podcast. That way you don't miss any episodes. And go check out our Patreon page. You can see that over at MultiplayerSquad.com. We do rely on listener support. You get bonus episodes twice a month that run about 45 minutes each. You get bonus, not just bonus episodes, but all of our episodes ad-free. You get them a day early. You get special access to channels in Discord. You get a shout-out on the show. So much stuff that you get. So go check that out at MultiplayerSquad.com. And with that being said, we're going to take just a short break, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, Josh, we are back. Let's move on to our next story of the week, and let's talk about the release of a gameplay trailer for Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. So for people who are not in the know, Armored Core is actually a very long-running series. It's been around since 1997, and they are third-person shooter mech games that are actually made by From Software, the people who make the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Elden, Elden Ring games. Yep. Yeah. So the last Armored Core game actually released in 2013. So we're looking at a full decade between releases. But now we do get to see some gameplay here of the upcoming game. I, I, I was aware of Armored Core as a series. I knew they had a cult following, but it wasn't terribly popular. I never checked it out. I tend to not like mechs in games. It's rare that I enjoy that. Um, I, I don't think you ever played any of the Armored Cores. I did not. I'm very familiar with the series, and I know people that have played the series love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear, I, I guess it's like, if you like mechs, like it, it puts you in a, like this, this club, you know, where people are like, they're just <laughs> all about mechs and they're like, dude, I will play mech warrior and armored core and all this stuff. And like, I think they're really neat. I've just never played an armored core game in my life. Well, now that you saw some gameplay here for the upcoming title, what did you think? I don't know what to think. <laughs> like, I'll be honest because I don't know what the, I actually spent some time this morning watching some gameplay from the previous armored core games just to mm-hmm. try to get an idea of like, what, why are people losing their minds? Because there are some people that are very, very excited about this announcement and actually seeing some gameplay and stuff like that. And I'm watching this trailer and I'm going like, it's from software, so it's going to have difficult combat, but it should be really good combat. And I'm watching this stuff and I'm just kind of going like, I don't get it, man. Like, what am I missing as far as like the hype level goes? And then I started watching this breakdown from a guy that loves this series and he's kind of pointing out some things and it's like, okay, like I think I'm starting to understand and who doesn't want to pilot like this giant mech suit that can have rocket salvos and cool Gatling guns and stuff like that. I'm just, I guess I need to play it to see, to be honest, because this might be like, I can't believe I've been missing this my whole life. But (laughs) from the trailer, I'm just not picking up what the hype is, I guess. Yeah. When I watched it, what I initially wrote down is there's something off with this, but I, I I, I don't know what it's the glidiness of the mechs, dude. To me, that's the part that really bugged me is it. uh, it, And I get that they're, they're, they're literally flying, you know what I mean? But it was like, it was almost like the ground didn't exist. And they were ice skating like back in there was something about either the animation or like the acceleration and just there was there was something off and I can't put my finger on it. I think a little bit of it is that and I think also is that even though we're seeing these giant stages and giant structures, everything's kind of empty. You don't see those big fights where you're fighting multiple things. It's like here's a, a giant flat platform that has nothing on it. And it's just you and your mech, and there's one enemy that they're fighting. And so maybe there's more to the game that we'll see later, but this just seemed like a very empty space, and all of it put together just seemed a little off. I'm going to be totally honest. If this wasn't made by From Software, 
I don't think we'd be talking about it. I would not care in the least. I will say, because of the last decade with From Software, they have earned my trust to a certain extent. And they did say, now that they have their success and their finances, this is going to be a reboot of Armored Core. And this is the mech game that they always wanted to make, but couldn't. So because of that, I'm a little bit interested. But I'm going to say my hype meter is like a four and a half out of ten. Like, I'll check yeah. it out, but I'm not expecting this to to do much for me. It, I'm not really excited about it. But again, I'm not a... I'm not an Armored Core fan. I've not played the series. And if you are, I, I get it. And I want to be hyped like with you. But it would not surprise me if this game winds up being fantastic. You know what I mean? As far as like the the combat and the way that you approach things, the loadouts that you can get. Because I understand you can customize your mech with like arms, legs, torsos, generators, and all this stuff. So you can literally like build out like the way you want to play. And I can see a world where it's like, dude, I can't believe I've been missing this my whole life. This game is fantastic. I just don't have any like, like experience with it. I don't know, like, I don't have expertise with this game or the series. So I don't have the hype there, but I can, I can see a world where it's like, dude, this is great. I can't believe I've been missing this. So I'm hoping we'll start to see a lot more because it is set for release on August 25th, only a couple months down the road. I think it's safe to say we probably won't deep dive this one, but I I, I, would, I would never say never. If we start seeing stuff that gets us hyped, then great. We're more than happy to add it in or if reviews are good. Um, Yeah, there's just something weird here. I, I don't know how to describe it, but nothing in this gameplay trailer I found interesting other than some of the effects looked kind of neat. I'm with but you though. That's I'm, not like a lot of praise. I'm with you, and I I still can't figure out why. But I yeah, maybe it was just the trailer just wasn't that maybe. Great. Yeah. Well, I I hate being so negative on so many things. But let's <laughs> let's move on to the next story, Josh. Maybe this one will change the 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 atmosphere of the show. All right, we're all familiar with Funko Pops, right? How, yep. how many how many Funko Pop figures do you own, Josh? You have at least uh, a couple. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I eleven. I have wow. eleven. Okay. Yeah, my no, those kids were love all them. gifted to me for the most part too. <laughs> yeah, my kids love them. Their room is littered with tons of Funko Pops. Uh, I looked up the numbers. I was curious of how many they sell, like a in any lot. given year. It's a billion dollar industry. Oh my goodness! Man. So I looked up their their fiscal year that just recently ended, and it was one point three billion dollars in revenue. So it makes sense to me that they're enormously successful. They're sitting on this amazing brand, and they're probably thinking, "How else can we make money with Funko Pops?" And we have that answer. They are making a video game. It is called Funko Fusion. We got a teaser trailer this week. It doesn't show very much. But what kind of game do you think this is going to be? Oh, this is a thousand percent a Lego game with Funko Pop skins. See, that's kind of what I initially thought, but there (laughs) are things here that don't really fit that model. Because Lego games are very casual, they're very kid-friendly. I would say they're actually more designed for children. But with the Funko Pops, because it covers so many different IPs, like this has like 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 there's a there's a whole horror element. This has throwbacks to Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. Like there's a lot of pop culture to it for sure. 
Yeah, but this has like all of a sudden they just show Chucky pull out a knife and like stab toward the screen and we see the thing. But it's a cute and Chucky, Paul. It's kinda, a toy not Chucky. really. It's a toy thing. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> is it uh, Shaun of the Dead? Like that's how the trailer starts is like Shaun yeah. of the Dead. Like kids don't know what Shaun of the Dead is. So I, I I was super confused because it looks like Lego type gameplay. And actually it was made by the Lego devs or the devs that made at least one of the Lego games. Cause I got straight up Lego vibes from this. Like, I'll be honest, this trailer didn't do a thing for me because I don't really like the Lego games. I, I, I like games that have a challenge. And to me, the Lego games are just as chill as could be. And I've played a couple of them, but I just don't enjoy them, man. But you get why kids would I, play Oh, I, I, I 100% understand why people love it and why, to some people, the Lego games are fantastic. I'm not trying to slander the Lego games themselves, but I, I so, definitely got that vibe from this. Right. Like, I don't think... I mean, I know there are some adults that love the Lego games, but by and large, I think for most people, they enjoy playing it with their partner or they enjoy playing it with their kids. Like, it yeah. tends to be a co-op experience. I don't know who's going to play this game because it, it seems really casual, but then you get a lot of horror elements. Like they only really highlight five or six properties and half of them are straight up horror movies. I don't know who this game's being made for. I don't get it at all. Lego games, they're going to sell a million copies to, to kids. I don't know what this game is or who it's being marketed to. I don't get it whatsoever. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I'm not really sure because are you trying to tie like me and you where we're going to buy it? We're going to play it for the back to the future and Jurassic park references. But then, you know, my kids are a little bit older, but I, I, I'm not playing this with my six year old. If Chucky's no, not murdering people and the thing is face eating people <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's, it's just like, weird. Yeah. But they didn't actually show any gore. So maybe it's just the characters themselves, but they made it seem like it's going to be a little scary in that regard like they're playing into that but then they did show a little bit of gameplay that part is where i got the lego vibes from because it's like carry this item over put it in the socket and a door opens up and then you run through kind of thing um i i just I, this feels like they're just trying to capitalize again like you kind of touched on it when you introed the story where it's just like how can we make some more money guys let's make a video game yeah it doesn't seem like they had a great idea of a game and let's make it. It seems like it's driven the other way around. I will say yeah. I'm pretty impressed with how Funko Pops translate into video games though, because the gameplay they showed looked pretty crisp. The graphics were spot on and they look like Funko Pops. Like even the little <laughs> Funko helicopters flying around. I was like, that's a Funko Pop helicopter. <laughs> like they yeah. nailed the aesthetic for sure. Yeah. This one's very odd. We're going to have to just see what else they come out with down the road. All right, and we're just about out of time here, Josh, but last story of the week, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an upcoming game that has been attracting some buzz. I've seen a lot of articles written about it lately. It is set for release on August 18th, and it is going to be available day one on All Game Pass. August games. I know, right? A lot of August. Yeah. And uh, along with your uh, Baldur's Gate oh, 3 pick, right? Yeah, you're darn right. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's an asymmetrical online horror game. So this is made in the mold of like Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight, that kind of gameplay. Uh, the only real twist to this one is that it's 3v4 instead of like a 1v5 kind of situation. I don't know. I, I don't really care a whole lot about this one either. I hate to say it. I don't care about any of these stories. I don't. <laughs> They're all bad. Give it's, us good news. Yeah, I mean, I like good news, but you know, sometimes we got to tell people the bad news too. It, it, it's like to me, 
I don't know what you do in this genre to make it interesting. Like, we've played Dead by Daylight. I remember when Friday the 13th was coming out that a couple of my friends were so amped for that game that they were just like, oh my goodness, have you seen this? And I watched the trailer and I went, oh, that looks kind of neat. But these games just don't work for me. And I know that there's people that love them, but they're just... I, I, I like... I like the idea of asymmetrical games, but every one that I've ever played just doesn't work. You know, I Evolve was famously a giant monster one where people, a squad of like four or five people would hunt this monster that could evolve. And I thought the premise was really neat. I played it, just didn't work. Dead by Daylight didn't work for me. Yeah, I never played Friday the 13th, but at that point, I'm kind of like, I just don't think I like the genre. Now, yeah. the 3v4 Maybe because you're almost even teams at that point, and I like teamwork, but I they just keep trying. <laughs> it's like, guys, Friday the 13th made us a little bit of money, um, but the game had no staying power. So, what can we do now? Like, oh, let's do uh, you know, let's do check Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then that one's not gonna work. So, then they're gonna go, let's do Halloween, you know, or something like that. I just, I don't know, man. I don't want to sound like a downer, but this doesn't interest me either. <laughs> Yeah, they just keep picking a different movie and hoping that one will strike big. I mean, Dead, Dead by Daylight was very oh, it was huge, successful. Yeah, tons of people still play it. But yeah, like I, I've watched a fair amount of footage of this. It seems like an awful lot of sneaking around in circles and running in circles, and you've got three killers and four victims, and it's a lot of like, well, the killer's chasing that person, but now if I go behind the killer, I can stun them for a couple seconds. I don't know. It just isn't my thing. But if that sounds like your kind of genre that you enjoy, I'm sure this is on your radar. Uh, pretty safe to say I don't think this one will be a deep dive either, no, but we're getting more and more me. info. <laughs> I will say, being on, on Game Pass is the perfect way to play this kind of game. Don't pay for this game. Just pick up Game Pass for a month. That's probably all the time you'll need to play this. Dabble in some other stuff and then either cancel Game Pass or hang on to it. This is a great Game Pass game. I guess I that's all I'm trying to say. It that is, makes sense. Uh, that's perfect. It's a, it's a good distraction if you already are paying for Game Pass. This is definitely one that you could pick up and play for a weekend or you know, two days and then be like, "Okay, cool. I tried it." That's the perfect situation for a game like this in my opinion. And honestly, if yeah. I had Game Pass, I might try it, but there's just no way I am ever going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm paying $40 for this game. I hope I can play it for the next 4 months." <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this week in gaming. We do want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening. As a reminder, make sure to check out our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com for those sweet bonus episodes. And we hope that you'll come back for our quick take on Saturday. And then on Monday, instead of having a bonus round, we are actually going to have a little bit of a deep dive surprise. So make sure to come check that one out. Uh, might be that Josh and I got around... Oh, actually, I no. have the order reversed. Yeah, it will be a order. bonus yeah, round. See, we messed ourselves up, Paul. dude. Whenever we switch the order of episodes, I feel so lost. We have the bonus round coming up. We will and have it's a, a bonus special round. bonus round. And I think it might be two bonus round episodes in a row. But again, you never know because we, we, we don't, don't know, know how long it'll take to beat Jedi Survivor. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, for whatever episode you tune into next time, until then, happy gaming. We'll, we'll be here no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll be here on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I don't know what episode format it'll be. Just come those three days and something yeah. will be available. It, it'll be a good time. We promise. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time. All right. See you, everybody.